Many years ago, in the late 1800s, before the parish of St. Sebastian was founded, when the limits of the city of Akron was Crestview, the whole area up over that way was an infirmary built by the county of Summit to house the homeless, the sick, the elderly, the abandoned, and the addicted. And as every daring school child who grew up around here knows, the area now known as Schneider Park was the pauper's graveyard at the infirmary, which by the way was also a working farm. When the city started expanding and moving out this way, the county sold the land of the infirmary and picked up everything and moved out to Monroe Falls. And supposedly, they exhumed the whole cemetery and took it with them. Later on September 9th in 2009, the city was working on that park to help with drainage in the far end, the far southern end, and they asked the contractors to keep an eye out for graves as they worked on the park, and they reported not seeing anything about which to be concerned. This unusual park, Mr. Schneider, who helped develop this whole end of town, donated the land to the city as a park with one stipulation that nothing of permanence is ever built on that property. So to this day, there hasn't been so much as a pavilion with a parking lot there. So now, jump ahead to this last Monday. Early in the morning, Sebastian, my dog, and I go for a walk in the park. And there's a bunch of men out there with surveying equipment and caution yellow tape, which is still up there right now if you want to take a look at it. And I go up and I, and I approach one of the men and I said, so, something interesting going on in the park up here? And he said that they're students from the University of Akron learning how to do surveying and they're working with the city because they think that there are still somewhere between 200 and 500 graves in Schneider Park. I told our new priest, uh, Father Simone, that we may be having between two and 500 funerals coming up. <laughs> I guess it's not unusual for an Akron Park if you go over here to Hardesty Park, Mr. Brownfield, who is a graduate of our grade school and now is principal of St. Vincent St. Mary High School, said there's a mound in Hardesty Park, which is an Indian burial, burial ground. What's that say about Akron Parks? So I asked the guy, what does this mean? What are we going to do? And he said, they did this for another city not that long ago, and their thing was to just fence it all off and call it a cemetery. And I said, you can't fence off Schneider Park. And he says, well, the other alternative is to exhume everyone and move them somewhere else. That sounds very expensive. Uh, the other day, when I had mass over in the rectory, I offered mass for everybody down there. Whatever it is, how many it is, that problem was hidden for years, but now it's being brought to light. The consequences of ignoring the problem were just postponed, and now we as a city have to deal with it. There's a similar situation on social media. We must be very, very careful what we put out on our social media. What you let people know about yourself, what you let people see about yourself. 
because nothing that goes out over computers, phones, etc., ever really disappears. It's never really ever buried. It's out there somewhere, and it very likely will come to light at some point, the consequences of which may come when you're doing a job interview or you're running for public office or you find a really good boyfriend or girlfriend, right? It's the same thing with our spiritual life. In the same way that people give us a heads up about being careful about what we post on the internet, Jesus is telling us today, be careful how you live your spiritual life. There is nothing hidden that won't be brought to light. If not now, later. If not this life, then the next one. That's the danger of sin. The nature of sin cannot be dealt with effectively and forever by ignoring it, hiding it, or denying it. It will have its reckoning. Least of all, we can't hide it from God. God knows what we've done, no matter what, whether we tell him or not. There is one way to defuse this particular bomb in our lives. It's to admit it. It's to go to confession. You know the best way to diffuse the power of a secret? Tell everybody. Then it diffuses its power over you, right? Because everybody already knows it. The best way to diffuse the power of sin is to confess it, particularly in confession, to ask God's forgiveness. Once it's forgiven, it has no more power over you to condemn, to keep you from heaven. It becomes part of your past, not your present or your future. And if you commit the sin, same sin over and over and over again, but at least you're trying, then confess it over and over and over again. Don't let it ever have power over you. You know, even psychologically, this, this, this sacrament is powerful. Even Freud and Jung wrote about it. It releases something within us. It's, it's so mentally healthy for us to say it out loud, to confess to God and uh, to the community through the symbol of the priest what we have done. Okay, so all that being said, all that being said, God is not out to get you. It is not his joy to catch you in doing wrong. Jesus came to save the world, not to condemn it. That's why he leaves us this wonderful remedy in the sacrament of confession. But if things we want hidden about our lives will be brought to light, so will the great and the wonderful things. Nothing, he says, will remain hidden. So those beautiful things that you do, that you think nobody knows about, or recognizes your quiet good deeds, your acts of charity, the suffering through which you go to resist temptation, your private prayers, the kindness you show to someone when you know what, really, they're being a jerk to you, the hanger in the store, the trash in the park that you pick up when you think nobody is looking, the allowing someone else the glory of the wind when you could have stepped in and taken the glory for yourself, taking care of somebody when there is no consolation or recognition for it, anything along those lines, these two will be brought to light and speak on your behalf, silent witnesses waiting to give testimony. Never think that you suffer anonymously 
or worthlessly in service. The consequences of these will eventually rise too, to shine on you. If not now, later. If not in this life, then the next. This is the benefit and the glory of a virtuous life. 